Hi. You guys want some cookies? 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 The new garage with an umlaut over it. That's the double dot thing. It's the Throwback Podcast. A comprehensive guide to all things 1990s related if you were born in exactly 1980. Dan hands us here with my bosom buddy, Bobby Castro. Hey, Bob. Hey, Dan. And for you listening at home, yes, we are both currently on fire running down the street. Why did we move to Southern California? Great question, Wax. Thank you for asking. Uh, Spike Jones directed this? I believe he did, yeah. The one-hit wonder, Wax, which I don't even think you would call a one-hit wonder because I don't think this was a hit. No. But it was to us. To us. And to the people that truly understood what it meant to be an alternative rock fan post-grunge era. Specifically for me, when I think about, Bob, this is a nostalgia-based podcast yeah and when i think of 90s music sure all that stuff that happened in the early 90s qualifies but when i hear a song like california California by wax that makes me that takes me back in a way that um listening to lithium by nirvana doesn't there's just something about it that quality uh there's a wistfulness to it and uh i feel like we have work to do Today and in in a sense, Bob, we haven't done. We've done so many episodes of the show, not many in the past two years, but uh, in some ways, we've we've um, been derelict in what has been an important duty, which is to make people smarter when it comes to unknown '90s alternative rock. Wait, is that our duty? Kind of. Oh man, we really put a lot on ourselves. I thought we were just like drinking in a garage and fucking around. Until now. Until this minute. Wow, that's exciting. So yeah, that's that's it. We've been gone for a while, and we were thinking we kind of went through different uh, ideas. Uh, all of them pretty bad, like coming back ideas. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We had some really bad ones. Um, and uh, we both hit on the same idea on the same day. Uh, why don't we just simplify this? Stop fucking around, right? And what are our favorite '90s songs that are a little bit off the beaten path? Yeah, we've done 150 episodes. We've done countdowns. We've done albums. We've done different theme episodes. I tried to get you to like Billy Joel. We've done a lot of different things. Kind of was into it. Kind of? Not Jason Zumwalt. No. Famously. Was not into it. But I was kind of into some of the Billy Joel songs. Check that one out in the deep archives. We thought it would be fun to come up with some songs that if you were making your own 90s playlist, you don't want to be basic. You don't want to be the guy playing the same 11 songs you hear on Lithium XM. You want to do the Lithium Deep Cuts. You don't really need to be on Lithium at all. I mean, are we still listening to satellite radio? 
Wait a minute. Now you're anti-satellite radio. What are, are you? The king of all media. What are we doing? You you it's came over. Af- you came after me like three years ago when I listened to regular radio, <laughs> and now you're coming well, after me for satellite radio. Radio. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I think I think uh, I'm okay with Sirius. Yeah. But are, are the hipsters going to go back to terrestrial radio the way they did records? I would think if you were looking for a um, deep conversation with people about the merits of uh, Sirius XM radio in 2023. You might struggle to find people because I think people are so in their own world now. Right. With whether their own playlists on Spotify or what have you, pl- uh, podcasts, especially this podcast. Obviously. That, I don't know, people are just waiting to hear what other people are playing. I don't think that's a thing anymore. Huh. I don't know. I mean, I like the radio sometimes. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. no, th- I'm ready for this because when I was in Atlanta uh, recording the latest season of Lego Masters... Um, don't watch it, by the way, if you want this podcast to continue. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's got to eventually get canceled so I don't have to keep going to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. But if you do want us to stop doing this, which we're kind of like barely doing anyway, keep watching Lego Masters. I think there was some mixed messaging. I know, yeah. I think even I'm confused by that. But the point is, when I was in Atlanta, I got back into the 90s. I dove back into the 90s. Same, bro. I just, I don't know what it was. It was like a warm blanket, like covering me up, like wrapped myself in all of the 90s nostalgia I could find. But I listened to a lot of 90s music. And I know that's not a surprise since this is the throwback podcast, but it was like next level 90s. Um, and to that point, I, I've been a playlist I've, I've, I made myself that I've been listening to a lot. Um, you know, it's kind of cute because. I know you do it too, Bob. You have your own little your own little playstations that you yeah, make. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so your own little you name your own series on your Spotify playlist. And I have a series, it's a better nineties mix. I also mm-hmm. have a better eighties mix, a better double O's mix. And it's off the beaten path um music that I love. Mm-hmm. Um so this was an easy assignment when we both were like, all right, let's just do Great songs of the 90s that are not obvious. We're trying to make your playlist better this summer. Yeah. When you play your 90s music, we're going to give you, we're just going to ask you to get deeper. More than skin deep when you pick certain artists that, um, like when Bob's listening to Sirius. All right. We don't, I mean, how many times do you need to hear Hard to Handle oh by Black Crows? But if you put Soul Singing on there, yep. people are like, okay. A little better. I see where you're at. A little deeper. Yeah, we may tell you to go fuck yourself, but we do care about you. Deeply. 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 And uh, with that said, Bob, <clears throat> unless there's any other housekeeping. No, I think we explained what we're doing. Like, we're just going to play deep 90s songs that we love, that we've hopefully never talked about. We may have talked about all of these. We have no memory of anything we've ever done. Mm-hmm. But ideally, these are all new songs that we've never talked about on the Throwback Pod. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see. That's the goal. Um, all right. Who's starting? I'll start because I think it's a good way to get into it because again, we want to make, we want to give you a little edge. Okay. We want to give you a little, um, street cred. Yep. When you're putting on your nineties playlist. So let me start with the most famous nineties band of them all. Okay. Okay. The basic bitches. Fuck you. (laughs) Or they might go, uh-huh. That's, that's great. Sure. I love those songs. Who doesn't? But how about a playlist 
a 90s playlist that has this. Mom and Dad went to a show. They dropped me off the Grandpa Joe's. I kicked and screamed, so please Ah, yes, Sliver by Nirvana. Yeah. Remember Doug Llewellyn in the In Bloom video? Nirvana. Ladies and gentlemen, Nirvana. Uh, written in 1990, it showed up a couple times on Incesticide, an EP, an EP and then uh, it resurfaced after Nevermind blew up uh, on a uh, sub-pop recording of some kind. Uh, oh, I love this part. Awesome. Uh, and it, it had a real long tail because of that. Once Nevermind blew up, people were looking for anything Nirvana, and this was like a real gem yeah, in this, their early period. This takes me right back to Mark Barrett's basement when <laughs> we were like young Nirvana fans getting into it and like loving Nirvana, loving Pearl Jam, loving the grunge world that we were a little too young to be a part of and discovering incesticide and bleach and specifically this song because i think this was the most accessible of their earlier songs yes a lot of it was like this punk about and, a girl yeah. yes everything it was a lot of like loud punk yelling but this one this is just a beautiful song um let me just get the get it right it was released as a non-album single in september 90 then it showed up in incesticide in december 92 where it gained a much larger audience um so that's what we're trying to do. I feel like that's a good one. Like, uh, you know, if you didn't, if we didn't do a good job explaining it, there it is. So when you have a Nirvana song on your 90s playlist, go deeper. But it also has to be a banger. Because, Bob, we don't want you to dive too deep and then it's like, this song sucks. Totally. No, it needs to be like ideally a little recognizable. If it's not recognizable, it's still something that you can point a finger to and say, yeah, it's that band that you loved. This was a song that was, you know, an alternative rock hit. Maybe you don't remember it. If you don't, like, you weren't cool enough. Mm-hmm. And now we can't be friends. Okay. I'm with you. I'm everything you're saying. Thank you. All right. You're up, Bob. All right. I'm going really deep on this one. Like, maybe I'm going a little too deep. Don't, don't doubt yourself. Stay strong. All right. Here we go. I mean, you've never heard this song before, right? Bob. Oh, okay. Good. See, that's the bit. Like, you did the bit before. Yeah, I know. So. You got me nervous there, though, because I didn't know if you were doing the bit. Oh, I'm doing the bet. Good, good, good. Because this is the song from okay, the okay. you got to put on your playlist. This is Can't Even Tell by the band Soul Asylum off of the Clerks soundtrack Whoa. from the 90s. And this was one of those like 
golden goose songs for me in the 90s where I was always seeking it out. I wasn't about to buy the Clerks soundtrack, but this was the one that I always wanted to hear as a Soul Asylum fan, which I do consider myself. Was that based on your hatred of um, the Clerks uh, director and writer? Kevin Smith? Kevin Smith. Why do I hate Kevin Smith? hatred of Kevin Smith that you've shared with me privately and now it's in a public Oh world. no, what am I going to do? You're all of, out. All of the Smith heads are going to come <laughs> after me hard. The silent Bob fanatics. Uh, no, I just wasn't, I don't know. I just, you know, soundtracks cost money. Things cost money. Yeah, that's true. It was, very, soundtracks especially were such a roll of the dice because half of the songs I would have, you know, right. no interest in. Yeah. I never even heard this song. I think you have, because it was on Alternative Nation. They were playing roller hockey on the roof, which is maybe another reason I liked it. <laughs> yeah, this part. That's probably it. We saw them at the Troubadour. We did. Oh, man. I have little memory of that. I know we had some issues. I had some issues. <laughs> we talked about that on the we show. We did, but I don't know if we talked about it on the episode that we never posted when we did the Soul Asylum episode. That was one of our first episodes ever. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was a weed lollipop gone sideways uh, yeah. split, but Bob got all the weed. I got all of the yeah. weed. I was high for about 36 hours. <laughs> and during the show at the Troubadour, I was in 1992. Like I was in a, on a, a different place planet. To be. No, it was great. I saw Winona Ryder, even though she wasn't there. Saw Bill Clinton. I mean, it was like. That's a Stephen King book, by the way. Did you warn uh, Nirvana's camp about <laughs> impending events? No, man. I was Two just... scant years later. <laughs> saw I mean, Dave Perner in his SpaghettiOs sloppy shirt. You know, it was like, that's where I was. Um, now that I've, uh, that jogged my memory, I just do want to hear just a little bit of this. Yeah, please. Walks into the outhouse The cold night breathes into her face The flies are standing still now The moon it spills through the place And she starts wondering what it's like to be Just like This is the song I had on my playlist and I took it off and swapped it with the clerks song. Okay. Because I love this song too, but it is ultimately about a girl going to the bathroom in an outhouse. It's kind of weird. Hmm. It's a weird song. Um, all right. We're off to a good start. Do you, do we, I don't know. I don't know if we are. Cause I feel like I went a little too deep cause you didn't I think know you the did, song. But I'm not going to judge you. I fucking you. love that song. Right. It's right. So good. Right. Don't doubt yourself, but you blew it, but it's fine. Oh fuck. <laughs> I'm looking at my whole list. It's like, how deep did I go? Did I go too deep? I think there is. I think there's something to be said about because it's not too late to course correct here. You want to have like good songs from these bands, but you don't want to get too cute. No, I'm not. I could have got way cuter. Okay. So this next band, New Orleans based, the basic bitch move is this. But we're not doing that. I think we might have done this album. We definitely did this album. Is this on the throwback it's podcast? It's on the throwback playlist? podcast playlist. Yeah, we've done this album. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're even now. We're right. even. I went too deep. You went not deep enough. Even Cappy is pissed. <laughs> He's like, you botched this one. <laughs> um, so, as you can tell, guys, we've been gone for a few months. We're worse than ever. <laughs> That's a tough one. That's a bad beat. <laughs> um, so, I will instead go with this. Oh. 
love how this song starts. Me too. Feedback. It's hot. Only 3.7 million listens. On That's the biggest surprise. Can you be so warm? Can you know what, what I know? Or feel. Or feel. What is the way you move your hands? And that's the way you understand. And that's the reason that I'm asking. Hey, yeah, yeah. All right, In the Blood, uh, which was the follow-up single to Good uh, from Better Than Ezra's debut album? Yeah. Um, and I just always love the song. And I do remember this was a Alternative Nation um, standout track of the summer of 95, I'm going to say, around that range. I love mm-hmm. it. This is... It's kind of hot move from a guy that's not a, too hot ordinarily. I think lead singer. he's fairly hot. When he goes, oh, <laughs> kind of does it for me a little bit. Okay, that was your sexual awakening moment. <laughs> Everyone knows my sexual awakening is Alicia Silverstone sticking out the leg and hailing down a prop airplane. Everyone does know that. <laughs> Everyone knows that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, better than Ezra. Underrated band, great song, forgotten song. I think. I think this is like an example of. I am a shocked. Forgotten song. You're right. I'm shocked when I see it only has 3.7 million listens on Spotify because I remember this was like a big song, big alternative song in that summer. It was off. Yes, their major label debut, Deluxe. Let's see the charts. The charts. I mean, it was number four in Billboard, U.S. Billboard Modern Rock Tracks. Uh, hot. 100 airplay got top 50 so a song that doesn't have much of a footprint at this point kevin griffin by the way yeah he looks like a kevin griffin. big old goofy kev griffin if i had to make up a name for that guy it'd be kevin yeah. griffin with his big curls <laughs> usually not someone i would say nice guy a guy i would let babysit okay um but would i say oh would he deliver any type of uh vocal move on a song that would make me go Mm. He did it. He kind of looks like the guy from Road Trip that you hate. Oh, that guy. He kind of looks like that Don't guy. Don't bring him up. He, I'm just saying, he kind of looks like that guy. I think he does the ow again. <laughs> okay, I hope so. There you go. For your sake. Can I have some privacy? Yeah. There it goes. Oh, yeah. It's fucking hot. My dad would never hear this, right? <laughs> Fucking great song. No, though. I get it. In yeah. the Blood by Better Than Ezra. All right, Bob, let's get out of this funk you're in. Right. Let's go. I'm ready. Give us something, you know, something just a little bit more yeah. in the mainstream. You, just I'm, a little bit. I'm going to give you an artist that has respected, and we'll get into him, but the singer is what makes the song a must listen. Ooh, I like it. I know this. You're trying to place it. I asked him if he knew what time he had. He said, 
Mike Watt and Eddie Vedder, Ball off the album Ball Hog or Tugboat. What a bad title. <laughs> An album that I owned in the 90s. Mike Watt. Mike Watt, the bass player, uh, put together a sort of all-star album with big 90s artists like Frank Black and Evan Dando and Henry Rollins and, of course, Eddie Vedder. Right. Which was a huge get when this song came out. Yes. And that's what propelled it. This was on the radio. This was on the radio a fair amount. Uh, I remember it being on X107. X107. But like half a million listens on Spotify. Really? Yeah. Half a million. Half a million. It's a very, it's a great pick, Bob. You're all the way back. You're all the way back. Oh, yes. Uh, Because only the real ones know about this. In fact, I was talking to uh, Matt Money Smith, our friend and former uh, guest on the show or one time guest on the show. And he has an actual relationship with Mike Watt. And oh, wow. Had very warm feelings and memories about this song. I remember having a good conversation about it. This was a fun album to own because it was a lot of, you know, I didn't know like who Mike Watt really was or his history, but he pulled together like an all-star crew for the mid-90s of this Oh, nope, here we go. Speaking as a child of the 70s. <laughs> the kids against the 70s. Had to be there in the '90s <laughs> to understand the um, really the complicated push and pull relationship that rock stars had with the '70s and '70s culture, but especially like '70s rock. And Pearl Jam was at the forefront of this, I thought, because they like a song like "Yellow Lead Better" as an example was like obviously indebted to Jimi Hendrix, but like they were very much indebted to like the rock of before their time right in a way that i didn't think nirvana was like and yet this whole song is like fuck this remember this part the fake fade out oh very good yeah no does it mean bob they were uh yeah they like brought the who back you know neil young like pearl jam was definitely pointing back it's going here it comes i know what the return of it is i have a theory why they bring it back yeah because the 70s came back no, the 70s refused to go away. Oh. It's our time now. See, here it comes. And now it's back. Right. Get the fuck out. It's our time. It's just the theory. I made it nice hard. That's how it ends. Let me just, a quick pause, a little break, because we're gaining momentum, so I want to make sure we stop. Yeah, just grind us to a halt. Um, <laughs> do you know... <laughs> I'm going to give you a name, and you tell me who it is. Cormac McCarthy. Of course, the author. Passed away as of this taping today. Right. Um, uh, one of the great American novelists, uh, No Country mm-hmm. for Old Men. Mm-hmm. It goes on and on and on. One of those figures who the news of his passing on like Twitter, everyone was just losing it. I kind of felt stupid because really? I don't have a relationship. I was going to say, really, really curious how you're going to tie this into Chris Kattan. Like, it feels like you're going to find a connection between the two just to make it more in our wheelhouse. Um, even better than that, Bob, uh, because uh, in honor of Cormac McCarthy's passing, <laughs> which is and, not a sentence I ever thought I'd hear on this podcast. And an incredible, what a run he had. <laughs> that guy really had a way with the old words, Bob. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to play a song that uh, directly quotes uh, the great 
American wordsmith. Okay. I tear my heart open. <laughs> I sold myself shut. My weakness is that I can't do much. And my scars remind me that the past is real. I tear my heart open just to fail. Drunk and I'm feeling down. And I just want the line bob from all the pretty horses scars have the strange power to remind us that our past is real. Fucking Papa Roach guy <laughs> quoted Cormac McCarthy, bitch, in I, a pop song. I just went on a roller coaster because <laughs> I was like, here, this is real. Oh no, he's fucking with us. There's no way this is real. And then it comes back around to being real. pretty cool i mean gotta give a lot of pop to papa roach guy (laughs) that's impressive more i mean i'm i'm floored by this that he is stealthily inserting a famous cormac mccarthy quote in the chorus of Scars, a song that you would never think had that level of depth. Motherfucker is up in his treehouse reading McCarthy and then coming <laughs> down to the uh, audition or the uh, the recording studio and saying, hey, I'm going to work this McCarthy quote into the chorus of our new single. I have so many questions, but the, the, the main question is how did you figure this out? How I figured it out was a... <clears throat> Stephen uh, Cohen on Twitter, a uh, football guy um, that I follow, tweeted that quote specifically. And immediately... <laughs> Your mind went to Papa Roach. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Cohen <laughs> from The Athletic. He covers the NFL. Um, when I saw Scars remind us the past is real, bang, triggered that that melody that's been stuck in my head for years, Bob. Scars, one of the great... Underrated songs of the 2000s. Isn't it funny how it all ties together, Bob? I'm sorry, did you say of the 2000s? Mm-hmm. Null and void. What? Can't be a part of this episode. I get to cut this entire <laughs> thing out. It's out. It's not on the playlist. It's out. Well, this is an aside. Okay. It's a, it's a classic aside. It's a full aside. But it doesn't mean that it can't be the uh, song we choose for the throwback. <laughs> Wait, it playlist. doesn't? Well, do you respect Cormac McCarthy and what he gave to the American canon? I mean, he gave do it, you respect? I guess I, I do. Yeah, of course. All right, it's eligible. <laughs> wow, you fucking sandbagged me on that one. Got your ass. <laughs> All right, the basics out there, Bob. We get dive back in. I'm exhausted by that whole thing. <laughs> it was emotional when I saw that because it, like, <laughs> it made it real. It made me feel good. Actually, I have to be honest with you because. I don't joke when I say that that song always connected and resonated with me. Right. Um, 
which it gives you all sorts of conflicting feelings when the when the song that's really touching you is from a band called Papa Roach. Right. But now it's like, oh, it's because it's operating on levels that were stealth and uh, most people wouldn't understand. It's kind of what this episode's about, too. Kind of. Um, I don't like that you gave them all of that credit, but uh, yeah, kind of. I don't want to step on your toes with this next band, Bob, but somebody's got to do it. And I just want to make sure it's covered. Uh, Because um, if you just, if you're having a pool party or whatever, and you're like, uh, you pull up on Spotify or whatever, like 90s playlist, this band will be on it and it'll be this song. I know this song. And we love that song. Love that that song. song is a very important song to Bob and I and to many, many other people. But we don't need to hear that song. Uh, all the time. I, I do. Not, I mean, but this band has other songs. They do have other songs. So how about instead of putting Mr. Jones on your 90s playlist? That's what that was. Got it. You do this. Beach open parenthetical for an Eggman, close parenthetical, a B side uh, released in 1994 on the album DGC David Geffen Rarities Volume One. It also showed up on a Greatest Hits compilation years later. Largely forgotten, Bob, but uh, fans or radio listeners that listen to alternative rock stations know this song. They just might not remember it. I mean, if you're having this pool party and you're putting this on your mix, you better hope Duritz does not show up because he hates this song. He doesn't like it, which I've always liked that he doesn't like it. He famously never wanted it released. He didn't want anybody to hear it. And instead, it gets put on this Rarities album and becomes a modern rock hit. One of their biggest modern rock hits, I think. I think the biggest, which is uh, would be surprising because uh, it was their first number one song on the modern rock chart, beating their previous high, highest charting single, Mr. Jones, which reached number two. What kept Mr. Jones out of the number one modern rock charts? Pop, Papa Roach. Somebody has to know that. It certainly is not. But yeah, Duritz has a complicated relationship with this song. Um, here's what he said of the lyric. It sort of takes the idea of what if you're someone who's a brilliant mathematician like Albert Einstein or any of us doing creative work on something that seems to be so clean and brilliant and then it turns out to be an atomic bomb. It's your idea which is so amazing and it's your idea which is so amazing and graceful in and of itself but it turns into something not so great. As dorky Counting Crow fans, this was like a godsend for us that we could point to this and show our other Nirvana friends like Hey, look, they, they make songs that are kind of hard, too. Oh, no, Bob. <laughs> Speaking of things to take out of the show. Yeah. <laughs>
hard. That was hard. <laughs> that was hard. I mean, you go to recovering the satellites. There's a couple. Of... Well, this is before that. Angels of this the Silence. This was before yeah. that. Then, but with Angels, you're like, this is basically a heavy metal band. So well, we Bob, were again. we were okay by that. <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> because everybody called Counting Crows pussy music, and we were, you know, we had to defend right. them, and then this helped. This helped us a little bit. I yeah, that's interesting. I I don't see where you're coming from on that. Of course you do. You were there. No, but I don't see this as like, oh, now people see they're kind of hard and they're hard they have is, an edge to them. Hard is obviously a funny word to use there, but <laughs> I just meant it wasn't it wasn't uh, round here. It wasn't perfect blue buildings. I I think it's a great pop song. It is. Um, I don't think it did anything to change people's opinions about like whether they were like wussy music. That's just something we needed to. We had to deal, deal with, with that on our own. And uh, quite frankly, even when the band reacted to that by changing their sound for their second album and trying to harden things up, um, which is interesting. And they put out another great album in a yeah. totally with different sounds. That's a great band. Yeah. A nice little run there. The How about that? Cross. How about that? We'll stand by them forever. Forever and ever. Well, the first like seven years or so. No, um, I've, I've folded all the, way. All, all the way. I folded it all in now. No more problems. I'm okay with everything. Right? I like that. But I do want like our listeners to know that we are hard. Rock we, hard. We rock hard. No, we're not like rock hard like that. Like we rock right. hard. Right. We like hard. We have the capacity to get hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We, we, it's in, it's physically possible. In the right circumstance, the wind is blowing like in the right direction. Everything has to fall into place. Right. We can, we can get boners. Play that Kevin Griffin sound one more time. <laughs> oh. No, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to just prove that we know how to rock hard by playing this. All right, we Deep need cut it. from the nineties. <laughs> Great song. Not gonna help us though. <laughs> but I know you fucking love this song. I adore it. Do you eat sleep? Oh. Do you breathe me anymore? Do you sleep <laughs> anymore? <laughs> I knew you were just I knew this had to win you over at any I point. I love it so much. I saw you as you walked across my room. You looked out the window, you looked at the moon. This is not helping us, Bob, but <laughs> I don't just, care. Let's just accept it. Just fall into it. Just wait. And you smoked with the ghost in the back of my head. There we go. We might just have to play the whole song. I never understood um, why this song wasn't bigger. No, me because neither. In some ways, it's every bit as towering an achievement as stay. Open parenthetical, I missed you. Close parenthetical. Right. But Do You Sleep by Lisa Lowe, Benign Stories never got there, Dan. Yeah. We loved it. Quietly. 
silently. And, uh, right. And we were in secret. We were at the forefront of the Lisa Lobos hot movement as well. <laughs> that, I think Ethan Hawke was. I think we have to give that to Ethan. Right. But it wasn't like when Stay blew up, it wasn't like everybody was like, oh, she's so hot. But right. I still think about that like crushed green velvet dress that she's wearing in the warehouse where Ethan Hawke directed the video and then almost certainly uh, laid down with her somewhere in that very um, studio mm -hmm. apartment. For sure. It's a good thought as well. <laughs> um, where was I? I don't know. I'm gone. Should we listen to Lisa Yeah, Lowe? just turn it up. So uh, on, wait, what? I was, I was, I'm, I'm so, so at, some, at some point we have to talk. We can't just listen to Lisa Lowe. But this right is now. literally the best song we've ever played on this show. <laughs> it kind just of, please. I think wow, it is. Please. I need this. <laughs> do you eat, sleep? Do you breathe me anymore? Do you sleep? Do you count sheep anymore? Ooh, what a kiss anymore? off. Love it. Yeah, the song has some attitude to it. So I learned uh, on the Much Better Than Ours podcast, 60 songs that explain the 90s. No, it's far superior. I mean, way better. He, yeah. he got Courtney Love. Got literally Courtney Love. Yeah, we don't. To talk about Nirvana. We can't even book Jason Zumwalt. Like, imagine having a music, a uh, nostalgia music podcast that books Courtney Love to talk about Kurt Cobain. Yeah. And then within uh, that conversation... Um, Courtney Love pulls up the alternate lyrics to Smells Like Teen Spirit and then like sings them. Uh, and that's a reveal that no one had ever heard before. That's yeah. pretty... Like, not, not a bad get. Like, that's a pretty good get in the podcasting industry. In between just her casually talking about fucking Billy Corgan. <laughs> Wanting to fuck Billy Corgan. I couldn't... I think everybody should check out that podcast, yeah. obviously. But also, um, if you have feelings anti-Courtney Love feelings, which many people do, or you're indifferent about Courtney Love, or like the idea of Courtney Love is overwhelmed even thinking about whether she's an interesting person. I came out of that conversation uh, with Rob Harvilla thinking to myself, like, she is the godmother of this entire genre. Yeah. And she could just talk um, passively and just toss off things like, you know, Eddie Vedder, like, oh, you know, most of us wouldn't be this. Well, maybe Eddie. And she'll just drop Eddie. And you're like, oh, she's talking about Eddie Vedder. Or Chris Cornell. She's just like, or her relationships with people uh, like Billy Corgan and how he stole the lines from, uh, was it Disarm? Yeah. A love note, a love letter she wrote to Billy Corgan, according to Courtney Love, in which she said. Uh, the killer in me is the killer in right. you. Right. And then yeah. he took that and made that into a huge hit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe her. I believe, I believe her too. I believe everything Courtney Love says now. <laughs> Always, at all times. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a different episode, he gets into Lisa Loeb, and I learned about the existence of the Purple Tape, which was like her first uh, foray into recording music mm. that I think Ethan Hawke stumbled upon. And there is a, a bitch. There is a version of Do You Sleep on that, where it's like the, the original, original stripped down Do You her, Sleep, yeah. which makes sense when you listen to that, because it's uh, it's like a little little like she's got attitude mm -hmm. she's like young and pissed off and then they do the polished, the polished version with the uh 
post-stay hit. And then she later was on like a reality dating show and a VH1 darling. But I like that little rough around the edges lobe. She makes kids music now. It's all a natural path. But we, we how I remember is I that. know. I know how you remember her. <laughs> Crushed green velvet. <laughs> uh, you know what? Perfect segue. Because some people might have a 90s playlist that has this. Uh-huh. Which is fine. Or. I think most have that, yeah. And the sky was made of yeah. But mine has this. Why are you looking at me like that? Just never stop being you. Just never stop being you. Why, was this on this podcast? This is on the Throwback Podcast playlist. (laughs) Fuck that playlist. (laughs) Why would this be on the playlist? I think it was in a countdown. I just found it. (laughs) That's not my fault. Uh, You know, it's technically your fault. It's not. If we did Celebrity Skin, I'd it's take the not, heat. It's not as egregious as Better Than Ezra. But I'm no selling this. I'm no selling this in wrestling <laughs> All talk. Right, I don't know. I I'm think no we're selling just, it. We're going to have to throw this to the, to the masses to see what they think. But here we go again. If it shows up in some random <laughs> countdown we did in 2018, Bob. I don't know. I'm just saying. It's on the playlist. It don't matter. Hey, don't blame me. I'm standing by it. <laughs> I mean, good pick by us back then, whenever it was. Great song. Malibu, off Celebrity Skin. Um, also could have done that lead single that did Big Business. And the rumors out there was that Billy Corgan wrote that song. Right. Very twisted relationship between yeah. Corgan and uh, Courtney Love. I think also in that Rob Harville interview, she said that the first time she saw Nirvana, she was like totally unimpressed by them. Yeah. Even though... Billy Corgan told her that they were playing in a small club, and then she went and saw them, and she wasn't into them. Then she saw them play Sliver. I believe she mentioned Sliver, which we played earlier today. And she was like, oh, these guys are the future. I always like this part of the song. Probably talked about this four years ago. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Ah, that's the rock star there. And you know who would really do? I wish I wish he would do it. You know who would do a really good cover out of that? Perfect voice for it. Miley Cyrus. Yeah, she you're did right. do it. Really? Was this in that episode, Bob? I probably was. I never came to the beach. Wait, this isn't it? This is definitely not it. I thought she did cover it. <laughs> oh, fuck this. <laughs> this is, fuck this whole show. Even for us, I, this is 
especially Why am I here? Even for us, this is especially <laughs> Did she sloppy. cover... Uh, it says Malibu. It's the same distance. No, didn't fucking Doja Cat do it? There's a Miley Cyrus song called Malibu. It's the exact same minutes and seconds long that I'm playing right now. Is it her own intro? Hang on, hang on. I'm not giving up yet. Give up. (laughs) No, don't you get to Celebrity Skin. I knew there was some connection there. It's pretty good, too. (laughs) Where are we? Anyway, stand by everything that's just happened. I don't know how you can. Maybe not the Miley Cyrus part, but... All the uh, the Courtney Love stuff uh, and whole. <laughs> I like. I really like that they even after she got super into acting, and she I think she got nominated for a Golden Globe for the Larry Flint movie. Yeah, that she put out that album that basically ruled um, rock radio in nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Big fan. We love Courtney Love. We do. We're in. We're in. Fuck you, patriarchy. I like her song about uh, Julian Casablancas, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Julian, I'm too old for you or something like that. She was a maniac, huh? She was a maniac. Good for her. All right, you're up. All right, so this is a different type of song for us, and here's why. This is a song from the 90s that we both heard in the 90s. Neither of us were fans in the 90s, but you're immediately going to remember it. Okay. And it's one of those songs that now, as old-ass men in the 2020s, Old ass men in the 2020s. You can find a song from the 90s and it's new to you in a way. And that's what this song is to me. This is like one of my favorite songs of the year from the early 1990s. Has anyone ever heard of this song? You've heard this song before. Okay. I know that for a fact. Okay. I know I got a bad reputation And it isn't just talk, talk, talk If I could only give you everything you know I haven't got I couldn't have one conversation If it wasn't for the lies, lies, lies And still I wanna tell you everything Till I close my eyes Suddenly I'm on the street Seven years disappeared Bad Reputation by Freddy Johnston. Do you know why you know this song? Yeah. I, um, the song that most people know is not this version. Right? I don't know. Is there a cover of this? Death Cab for Cutie did a cover of this. Okay. Yeah, I know the, the song is familiar, but I think it's someone else's version. It was in the movie Kingpin. Uh, okay. During a montage in the middle of the movie, and it's the closing credit song to Kicking and Screaming, the 1995 version, not the Will Ferrell version. Uh. Yeah. So it was one of these soundtrack songs, and I think there's a good reason for it because it's fucking beautiful. It's a great song. I do like this song. I think a few months ago I was watching Kingpin, and I might have been watching that, that part of the movie. It was probably around the time that uh, Roger Clemens had a cameo and he punched Randy Quaid in the face and then 
said, you don't mow another man's lawn. I think it's like a driving montage that comes right after the lady goes. (laughs) And then it kicks into the song. Absurd (laughs) movie. I haven't seen that in forever, but I own the DVD. I think everybody owned the DVD in 1999. And the Farrelly Brothers, sneaky good music taste. Yes. They always kind of loaded up their movies with music that they like. Pete Yorn and Freedy. They kind of got Pete Yorn out there. Yeah. That's good, Bob. Yeah, I like the song. So I think if you want to play like, you want to put like a Gin Blossoms-y esque song on there, but you don't want to play the Gin Blossoms, go a little deeper and play Freedy. Good pick. Have you ever seen Kicking and Screaming? Um, no, I haven't. I haven't seen either of them. It's crazy that there was right. two movies. In fact, the the soccer one with Will Ferrell. Um, I work with someone who was one of the children that was on that team in the movie. Really? Child actor, yeah, Jeremy. That's one of the weirdest things working in California, I guess in the businesses that we do. Right, the business of show adjacent. I've worked with, on Lego Masters, not one, but two former child stars from Barney. Wow. And not to mention, on, I think, Wipeout, there was the kid who played young John Connor on like the Sarah Connor Chronicles. It was like an AP. (laughs) So it's weird. It's weird. Um. Now, I mean, now I'm shaken. It's my turn to be shaken because I didn't know that I had Bob as the arbiter of what we've done in the past 200 episodes. Be nervous. Um, but why should that have anything to do with this playlist we're, cult- we're cultivating right not, now? It has not, look, it has nothing to do with it, except I will completely judge you if you fuck up again. Right. You know what? I am going to go out of my way now to fuck with you. And not worry about it anymore. All right, don't worry about it. I'm picking songs on a playlist. Of course. That are going to be different. So I won't pick for this artist. Don't need it. Don't need it. Been there. Done that. This? Nah. Love it. Do you? Don't need it. I, and yes, I know we did the album, but, but I don't care. All right, you don't have to I'll care. I'll go with this. Mr. No Doubt, talent show judge, Gwen Stefani on the vocals. Wait, she used to sing? (laughs) Off Tragic Kingdom, that album. Once again, I got, um, I went out to dinner with uh, my wife and I went out to dinner with uh, her friend, Allison, and her husband. And Allison, once again, she, whenever this podcast comes up, absolutely buried me for us mm. two aging white bozos doing the Alanis Morissette album without right. a woman right right which is you want to talk about an actual 
fail by this show? Was Nikki busy? That's the only woman we've ever... Uh, Colleen. Colleen, Nikki, and uh, Ricky Hollywood. The three of them were busy, so we had no, we had nobody to call. Um, it probably would have been good to have um, a woman on the No Doubt episode as well. And now here was our chance uh, to rectify that. No. no. Once again, it's just the two of us. Yep. Uh, look, this, is, this song's all over the place, and I love it. back in on the margins there and she's done up like clara bow in the video mm-hmm. the whole thing love uh this song by no doubt me too it's good it's not my favorite but i like it i like that you're including it it makes sense in the context of what we're doing i approve <laughs> <laughs> are you a robot <laughs> i do enjoy it not very much but enough Fitz exercise. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, I'm picking a song I know you like. I know you're not going to give me a hard time for it because I glanced at your deeper 90s playlist. Mm-hmm. Uh, a better 90s. Cheater. Uh, earlier today, I glanced at it. Cheater. Um, you are in my... Derek fit- Cheater. Just so you know, that playlist, you have made it Got onto it. my Spotify in my OPP folder. My OPP other people's playlists folder. You made it. That's nice. So I congratulations. Like that. But this is one in both of our deep 90s playlists. because It's a great song by a band. It's kind of a deep band. Ah, okay. All right. So let's go to the late 90s again. It's good to have that balance. Yeah. It's a little soul coughing. Off the album El Oso, it circles on lithium deep cuts. Oh, no. When you languishing in rooms, I both value in. that weird dust brothers type production that has not aged well right um 20 years on 20 some odd years on but overall kind of makes me feel like uh the towers are up totally it's a a big towers are up song uh things are okay towers are up not going anywhere yeah i was uh reading sturdy based on the last one like that's what we knew i fell down like a uh a reddit wormhole um about American Beauty, the movie, and how it's, and not just because the lead actors uh, <clears throat> off-screen, uh, right, right, brushes with the law and other issues, Kevin Spacey, right, but just in general, what the movie, the movie's themes are, they seem and possibly uh, trite and silly uh, after nine eleven and wars and recessions and things of that nature, which that stuff kind of drives me crazy. Um, but it is American Beauty, like, part of, like, this greater, like, world that we used to live in. Yeah. And this might as well have been the song that we were just, like, walking down the street to. 
I mean, we were in college when this came out. I remember just walking around campus, like with this song in my head, just kind of bouncing around. Sunny out. Just bouncing like a motherfucker, like a goofy motherfucker. Butterflies everywhere. There were definitely butterflies around us. It was fine. I like this part where he kind of loses his breath. <laughs> Love that. Favorite part. One of my favorite moments in the 90s. This is the tripping, no, smoking, uh, what is this? Super Bon Bon. Super Bon Bon. Are they Super Bon Bon, Super Bon Bon? Yeah. Yeah, they're one of those like deep 90s bands where they were kind of popular in a way that if you actually go back and listen to now, it's like a, kind of discovering a new 90s band for us. Good one, Bob. Time and a place. That's what this is all about. Um, you like Maya Rudolph? Love Maya Rudolph. Who doesn't? Want to hear from her band? I do. Ooh. I'm a good guy for a gal. So won't you look my palm over? I've got time for a chat. So won't you tell me my future? I'm gonna break down a 50 And I'm not quite a stallion I'm a good guy for a gal And I'm mentally slipping Oh yeah, oh yeah, what's that you see? <laughs> I love that build to that great chorus. So good. Like they knew they had this chorus in their back pocket. Yep. It's like, how much can we build up to it? Um, yes, this is the debut single by the American rock band, The Rentals. Bob, who were The Rentals? Matt Sharp from Weezer. Yes, his spinoff uh, band. And this was the first release, and it was a top 10 modern rock tracks chart. Hit, I it released on Halloween 1995. I don't remember ever hearing another rental song. No, they, um, they never had another one kind of and crossover. Yet they had this, and Maya Rudolph um, was the keyboardist of this band, or at least joined the band at some point after this release. She was just cool. She was just hanging just out with awesome. them, and I think she plays keyboard in the song. I think she does the ooh-ooh-ooh's, which imagine, is one of the ooh-ooh's. Imagine us as teenagers going to see the rentals at, like, Roseland, and then a young Maya Rudolph is on keyboards like looking super like cute and interesting singing and uh, playing the keyboard like we would have absolutely fallen in love oh my god I would just like go home and imagine her a woohooing and the guy from Better Than Ezra ha-ha-ing together oh my god <laughs> I mean you're not a part of it though <laughs> no I'm just I'm just observing I'm listening that does remind me of um <laughs> One of my favorite things that you have ever been kind of um, gobsmacked about me. Yeah. Of uh, do you know what I'm about to? Say? I know. I can't believe you're about to say it. Yes, I do know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> I have to protect the names of the innocent here. Oh, yeah, you do. But there was one uh, girl in our high school who was above all the other girls. Right. In fact, she was even um, when we were kids. Before even we were we went, you know became sentient in the world of sexuality <laughs> she was she was then she was that then too right like everyone wanted 
that was the girl. No, she took the title in like the first grade and just went table to table. Like, yeah, she, she, went, <laughs> she boat raced the competition uh, wire to wire. Wire to wire. <laughs> it was table to table. Anyway, uh, she uh, and as a, a, a girl like that, would you would imagine had high school boyfriends. I didn't really have high school girlfriends. Um, so I, I remember sharing with you, Bob, uh, that I would think about her actually with her boyfriend at the time when I would think about <laughs> Oh, I'm not taking it out. Yes, you are. Do you I have, have to, to? You have to take it out. Oh, that's so funny, though. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, and you were you were mystified by, by that because your theory was if you're going to be thinking about this object of uh, desire as a high school kid, you're going to think of yourself in that position. Of course you are. But I was so disconnected and really in the realm of reality <laughs> that I was like, no, it, it, she's with him. You couldn't even fathom a world in your fantasy that you two would be together. So you could just, you had to be right. based in reality. I that, think it's a real, it's a fascinating uh, viewpoint into like uh, my level of confidence at that time in my life. Um, but also like, Let's keep it real. Like, you know, if you were having the same thoughts, like I was more on the track of reality. And I think maybe that's why, what it's going for. Yeah, great gopher. But why are you being realistic in your fantasy? That's the one place you don't have to be. <laughs> like... I regret nothing. It felt more real. <laughs> I, it, there was nothing real about like me and this person, like walking hand in hand on the beach. No. It just wasn't going to happen. No, but... She but her with, with her, her boyfriend, boyfriend at the time, right. like, oh, that, that's nice. I'm, I'm happy for them. I'm glad that you'd be happy for them. <laughs> I was just really happy for them. It seemed like they were a good couple. It didn't work out, but. <laughs> no, it didn't. They, she did not marry her ninth grade boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the, that moment in their lives, though. That little snapshot that I was plugged in on. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a fake moment that was real to you. Um, yeah, so there you go. Oh, but that was based on Maya Rudolph was in The Rentals, which is crazy before <laughs> yes. SNL and everything else, Bridesmaids. And now she's kind of seen as the kind of was a grand dame of comedy. Right. Oh, she's yeah. like, she can do whatever she wants. Grand dame is not. Doesn't sound great. Doesn't sound doesn't good. Sound but I think good, it, but let me a, just look I it think up. It's grand a dame meeting. Yeah. <sighs> Let's be careful here. A usually okay? old woman who is highly admired <laughs> or respected. Not great. Not a great look. Here's an, uh, they use, she is the grand dame of the American theater. I think she would be, she would get a kick out of being described that way. Ooh, let's hope so. In your fantasy where you're, you're where not. she's with Paul Thomas Anderson. Where Paul Thomas Anderson is telling her, you're not telling her that. <laughs> you're just completely removed. Uh, yes. Let's remove from ourselves from that conversation and you're up next. I mean, do you think Matt Sharp though, like he left Weezer. And I'm sure Rivers was just a pain in the he ass to deal back? with. He never went back. I'm sure he was that like... That was the right decision. I think it was too. But he's like, I got my new band. I got Maya Rudolph. Here we go. And that was it. Yeah. Do you think um, Matt Sharp was like, around the time Weezer released an album called Hurley, um, which was the character from Lost and the cover of the album was the giant Hurley face. Do you think maybe there's, there's a possibility that... Rivers Cuomo suffered a major head injury right. and maybe We're you don't not... want that person to be your the leader of your band. No, I think there was definitely like a decade there where he was feeling really good about it, but now that they're still selling out arenas and like doing their thing into the twenty twenties, he's gotta he's gotta be second guessing it a little bit. I'm wondering what yeah, what's in Matt Sharp's bank account right now. Me too. I think that's a fair question. 
Is it a fair question to ask Matt? Not Schott? well, not to ask him, but for us to speculate about. Right. Does he have a million dollars in his bank? Ooh, good question. Was he a songwriter on any of those songs on Blue? I don't know. I'd have to look into that. Fuck. Yeah, but we need we need him. We need him to be on like the sweater song. All right, I'm gonna look into that while you tee up the next song. Let's do a couple more. Let's do a few more. I have a lot, but we're just gonna Let's do. do a few you want to do two more each? We're about we're closing in on seventy minutes. I mean, what are we looking to do here? I don't know. I have nowhere to be. All right. Well, you got somewhere else to be? My bed. With who? Not her. <laughs> Definitely not her. Not even. <laughs> fancy. Um, all right, Dan. You know what? Just for just for you. Wow, that's happening. Who's calling? Everybody's trying answer to answer it. I'm not answering it. I'm who, not answering anything. Who's calling? Anything. Is your wife? What no, I, I think it's my son. I think he's. <laughs> It's summer now. There's no school. There's no There's school. No rules. Yeah, he's like, why are you not home? There's no restrictions. There's no, there's no guardrails. <laughs> uh, I'm the plant- is Matt Sharp poor? Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna play a song by uh, one of your favorite bands, Dan. Oh, I'm taking them. Oh, this is a band that has a lot of big hits in the '90s. Okay, it's also a band that has a lot of songs that aren't big hits in the '90s, Dan. Oh, and okay. inexplicably. This is one of those. Mm. I look good in a oh. hat. I look good in me. I look good in metallic silk. Wrap around blackout tees. I skirt along the horizon. I drink some sweet drink tea. I get high in my lower. Take the next 10 to 15 minutes to explain to me why wasn't this song a hit? Timing. It's all about... I think R.E.M. after Monster, where I think a lot of the public sentiment was like, why is Michael Stipe trying to look like a grunge star? And all of a sudden, R.E.M. felt old to people. Yeah. And during this time in alternative rock radio, like everything was about moving past the 80s. And certainly the 70s as well, as we've talked about. I think there was just like this push to like move past those bands. Yeah. Uh, R.E.M., U2, other bands that it, that own the stage in the 80s. And I think that's what hurt them. That's my... Yeah. There's, there's nothing... The music itself, this is a great rock song. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of... It's of a piece of that era. Like, sounds like a song that would be on... Like Alternative Nation. Well, if this was on Mo- if this was on Monster, it would fit right next to what's the frequency, Kenneth, and Crush with Eyeliner. Well, you'd have to throw some more distortion in there, but like it fits. It's the same kind of song, and those songs were hits. Ooh, turn this part up. It's good.
They played it at the MTV Music Awards in, uh, I want to say, 1996, before New Adventures in Hi-Fi came out and tanked. So they tried, Bob. They did. Like, that was playing, play, having a slot at the VMAs in 1996 was a huge deal, and they used it to put the song out, and it just didn't, it bricked. It bricked. I mean, Ebo the Letter, weird song. Patty Love Smith. that song. Love it too, but that was a bigger hit than this, and that doesn't make sense to me. But you're right, it was timing. I do, um, I would like to do an episode, we've, t- we've danced around it for a long time, but either this album, New Adventures in Hi-Fi, or just like a greater R.E.M. retrospective, like Respect R.E.M. Right. Where is the respect for this band that so many of these bands that we're playing? This part. Are, yes. Don't wanna be a lunch me Yeah, we've talked about doing like a whole respect series where right. just you know respect this. There there's no way REM should be forgotten. They just it doesn't make any sense. They they were such a special important band. It gets me mad that they don't really have I don't know. Nobody's clamoring to hear them again. The way they it. should be. Gets me mad. I'm glad that they're represented here, Bob. That's what we do. That's why we're here. That's why what we're doing is important. I'm going to play. So that's an important, important band and a great song. I want to play a real dumb fucking song. Good. You know, the type of song that would only be known to the people that were really plugged into what was being played on MTV at 1 a.m., in July of 1996. Ooh, I, <laughs> I got a girl who lives with me. I got a girl, she smells so sweetly. I got a girl, she loves her dog. I got a girl, I <laughs> what a line. Alright, it was the summer of ninety five. I missed it by a year. Uh, it is a band called Tripping Daisy. Of course. It is an album called I Am an Elastic Firecracker. Uh, the song reached number six on the Billboard Modern Rock tracks and does not exist in any tangible form in 2023. No, definitely not. Where is it at on Spotify? Let me check in on this. It has, let's see, Tripping Daisy's artist page. It has over 10 million place wow good for so, tripping daisy fuck me that's pretty good right it's pretty good what were we saying about uh earlier what was the song that we were I mean, oh in the blood what was that three so people know this song good yeah definitely not like a big hit by any means 
Remember they got a Jennifer Aniston clone? I don't remember. Who, who played the main character in the video. Get a load of this, she's always... I think this type of this type of music specifically, like you either get it and you're into it, or it's just bad. Yeah, well, this was like the alternative music that people who hated alternative music would point to, right? And be like, alt rock in the '90s, it's heartless. It's there's no soul. It's bullshit. This is that. But it was great. It was great when you were 15. This was a really fun song. And it's got a great hook at the end because it's revealed. What Bob? Do you recall? And uh, she's got a guy. Yeah. But now she's got a guy. And she's got a guy. And guess what, Bob? That kind of connects a little bit with our story earlier about the certain (laughs) sweetheart of our school. The name that I'm going to forget to beat. (laughs) That will be the end of the podcast. (laughs) All right. Oh, I like this part. I like her girlfriend. (laughs) All right. So there you go. That was a, a dumb... Lovable song from 1995, The Summer. Such a summer song. Summer song. Yeah, I love that's a summer song. Ooh, that's a podcast idea. That's uh, we, an app idea. We've, uh, we've done that episode. Who cares? Uh, Nothing really <laughs> happened. Um, we did a summer songs podcast. Oh, now I'm like, I'm almost a little worried about your brain. <laughs> I, 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 I uh, challenge like, you to present that episode to I know, me. like, I mean, we forget. I, I'm fine that we forget everything we say on here. But Songs like, of the Summer You're episode? forgetting, like, full, like, it's like a Rivers Cuomo-esque head injury that we're dealing with here. Thank God you don't make I music. I was a professional boxer for 15 years. <laughs> so I don't know if that has anything to do with it. All right, now that we're getting towards the end, I don't know which way to I go I gotta here. check out that episode. It was a good one, I good, think. Good, 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 good. I don't know which way to go here. Uh, I have definitely some too deep cuts. I'm just going through our, our archives now. I'm just going to see what we've done on this show. <laughs> Seems interesting. Seems like a show I would like. All right. Let me give you three options and tell me which one I should go with. Do okay. you want a underplayed song by a big 90s band? Okay. Do you want a surprisingly good song from a shitty late 90s band? Surprisingly shitty band, good song, late 90s. Okay. Or do you want... Like a way too deep song that kind of sounds like the last song we heard, but I like more. I like uh, choice A. Underplayed song by a big 90s. But is it a song people would know? Would it a chart, modern rock chart, like top 10, top 20? It was uh, like a modern rock song. Hit? Ish. Hit-ish? I don't want to do <laughs> the Soul Asylum thing again. Let's go three. I'm a, I'm Let's a, go three. You want to go? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, which one was three? That was the bad band, okay, good song, late 90s. I think that was two. But here we go. This is, well, you know what we're not going to play? Wait, Songs of Summer, we did that last summer? I told oh, you it was not that trouble. long. You're you're in trouble. That's a problem, Bob. You know what we're not going to play? What? <laughs> yes! <laughs> you know what we're not going to play? Oh, no. Really? Not even that. Oh, no, you're deep, Bob. We're going to, I think this was... Almost as big as that one, somehow. And just get ready to go back. This one brings me back in a way I did not think it would.
like you went one step too deep. It's good. You're going to remember it. Ah, wait. I kind of remember this. Is this on American Pie? I assume so. <laughs> Where do you get off, Lit? Oh, yeah, bring it in. I know, it's deeper than miserable, but Ziploc by Lit. Fuck, this, this brings me back. <laughs> God, what is... What? Where was this? When was this? I don't. I mean, it had to have been like ninety-eight, ninety-nine, right? It had to be on one. Ninety-nine. It was on their ninety-nine album, "A Place in the Sun." Right? <laughs> it's got like six million on Spotify. So, do not, those guys own their houses? I, maybe. Oh, I think they do. Right? I hope so. <laughs> what a great song! Do you think Matt Sharp is sleeping on the couch? <laughs> Let's see. This was the follow-up to, or here we go, I'm on their Wikipedia page. The follow-up single to their number one rock hit, My Own Worst Enemy. While not as successful, it was able to reach number 11 on the modern rock tracks and number 34 on the mainstream rock tracks. Wow. It was in Malcolm in the Middle. Whoa, my, my buddies from uh, around the NFL, the Wonder Years, they covered the song according there. to the Wikipedia All right, page. there we go. Dan this makes Campbell, me feel soupy from that band. That is awesome. Not going to lie. I got real nervous for a second, but I feel okay now. Man, that is a great song. <laughs> I saw the Wonder Years in concert a couple of months oh, ago. Oh, that's right. You and did. I wonder if they played this because it's feel it immediately like connected with me. Yeah. I, if, and if they didn't play that at that concert, that means that this was just locked away in my head for 25 years. Right. Which quite possible. The Ziploc bag thing. Keep it in my pocket. Great. I have one more, Bob. Yeah. And I think it's the one we need to close on. Okay. Um, are you okay with that? Unless you have something you really want to share, I'll. if you want to go double up. That's okay with me? How about this? What? what if I throw a volume one at the end of this uh, title, and then we can just always come back for more? Okay. I thought you were going to be way more into it than that. That was like a very tepid okay. Well, the, the I am apprehensive about the episode because you're judging because of our past episodes that I have no memory of. All I'm going to ask you to do is just take one quick scan of the Throwback Podcast no, playlist. I won't do it. I won't do it. <laughs> That's a breaking I point. I won't do it. Already the breaking point. <laughs> Nice try, Bob. (laughs) So it's not so much like what we've done and what we haven't done. It's just as long as it doesn't trip over our canon playlist. Sure. I don't even know what I'm sticking by now. (laughs) Oh, I think uh, think we could do that. But I have 
if we want to do a part two, that sounds fun. Um, but I, I want to end it with... I don't mean anytime soon. I mean like in 2026 when we do oh, our next episode. You fucking got it, buddy. Okay, good. Uh, because, again, this is for... This is to make to make you seem cool. This is the... This is your older brother's 90s playlist, okay? The cool one. Like um, Winnie Cooper's uh, older brother that got blown away in Nam. Yeah. Like that. this would be his playlist had he survived we need this because thinking back to everything we've done here tonight we start out with nirvana then we get pretty soft so we need that older brother to come in here and help us out okay i mean if you were basic you might have this song (laughs) whose older brother is coming in here (laughs) it's uh winnie cooper's dead brother from vietnam (laughs) i haven't heard that in a while no, it's been a minute. It's pretty nice. Should we just listen to just that? Just a little bit? Should we just turn okay. this into a live episode? <laughs> just a little bit. Welcome to the Throwing Copper episode. Yes, let's just do it. We go Throw full Throwing podcast. Copper now. It's really good production. You could hear underneath that that single guitar, just like the, shh, the hiss. <laughs> yeah. I almost feel like I'm in that hospital. You could hear the placenta. Okay, but we're not doing that. Okay? And we're not doing this. Imagine anybody did that? No. No. Not doing this. Or this. Fucking (laughs) grits, bro. Oh, love this. Oh. Oh, man. And to right or wrong, and to meek or strong, it is known to scream from the wall. I will, I won't. Not that one either. Not that one. The choice is. The way your beating light <laughs> reminds me of that night. God laid me down. Of course it is. Turn up the headphones, Obviously, it is. I was swept away with nothing left to say. Some helpless fool, yet I was lost in a swoon of peace. You were meant to find. So Time is right. Come to me sweetly. Come to me. We've done so many things with this song. <laughs> we've never really studied the lyrics. No, we never um, have. Probably for good reason. Because I did bump bump up against I Was Lost in a Swoon of Peace a little bit there. Um, I noticed that, yeah. I think maybe the only thing that stopped this song, because it's got a, a great chorus. Did anything stop this song? I think it From did what I remember, this was well. the biggest song of the 90s. I uh, could well, be wrong. the chorus is coming back. We might I as well listen wrong. to it. We might as well do it again. 
Love will lead us. All right. Love will lead us. She will lead us. Can you hear the dolphin's cry? Is he ta- Is she the dolphin? Hmm. Is she the fucking dolphin, Bob? <laughs> is are we the dolphin? See the road. Oh, hang on. See the He lost me, <laughs> but I was found also by Ed Kowalczyk over and over again. Why would anyone ever deny themselves this song, Bob? You know who didn't deny herself? Uh, Meadow Soprano in an episode of The Sopranos University. When Caitlin Rucker interrupts her and Noah Tannenbaum kissing. So this was the... Uh, wait, wait, say that again? I know, I read that kind of backwards. In an episode of The Sopranos, University, yeah. Meadow Soprano and Noah Tannenbaum are kissing and they're interrupted by Caitlin Rucker. And this is the song that's playing. Uh, Caitlin Rucker is the um, the roommate who... The weird roommate, right? Yeah, has um, alcohol issues and she's like ripping out her hair. Right. And uh, Tony has an issue with the uh, half Tannen- black, half Jewish right. boyfriend, as yes. I recall. Yeah. Yes. Um... That's cool that she was listening to live, though. I mean, obviously she was <laughs> Very live. cool. Very cool. V cool. <laughs> v cool. Uh, <laughs> all right. I, I think the song is about a dolphin's um, saving us and taking us to Jesus. I think that. W- I think if I had a guess, if you had to distill it, that would be my guess. Yeah. That's what Ed's going for there. And I hope those legal issues that have been holding down that band are resolved. There's a pretty nasty um, feature that in Rolling Stone. Yeah, recently. that was sent to us by three, all 3,000 of our Twitter followers. There was a lot of bad stuff going on. Yeah. A lot of bad luck. I, I like that Qualcheck is kind of staying above the fray a little bit, but also has been paralyzed by the uh, legal shenanigans. And that's why I think I feel comfortable playing a live song in full because they'd have to come together to sue us. Yeah, that ain't happening. And so, but if that does, then you know what? We'll take that. We'll take that hit. We'll take that. If we can bring live back It'll together, unite them against to come a after single us, entity, yeah. our shitty podcast. Then we Let's did it. Do it. Then it was all worth it. Let's do it. As so we, there you go. Yeah. How many songs about? What do we do about fifteen? I have 16? no idea how many playlist. songs we did. Yeah. I think it's going to be a really good playlist. I think this is the type of playlist that will it get one guy laid. Or you girl? think so? Just one. One person. One dad putting this on at a barbecue. I'm thinking single, like, single dad, single dad. All right, here it is. Single dad. He uh, meets a woman at I don't know what a work event or is it some type of trivia. happy hour? No, it's trivia, trivia night. night. Trivia night. Trivia night. Definitely trivia night. And um, the trivia night wraps up at a okay hour. Yep. And his apartment is. Not too far off the beaten path. And uh, one of the trivia questions was about 90s music. And Ooh. that was a, a jump in point. Yep. Um, so when he sits down and gives her that, that drink on the couch, when they sit down together, this is what he pops on. Like, oh, these, you know, these really hot guys that have a podcast. 
Um, uh, even though one of them uh, didn't quite get with that girl, and he, and he imagines himself watching that girl with another guy. It's weird, but he's going to get into that with her. He's going to explain that to her. Boom. Oof. And then all of a sudden, you know, Sliver's playing, and and Lit is is rocking out with a. And she's uh, like, "Oh my god, third year single, single." Yeah, like, it's just like, yeah, I'm feeling good about it, but. Well, you know what, Dan? The way that you painted that picture, I could see how you were able to paint the picture of that girl and her boyfriend in high school with you having nothing to do with it. You're so nothing good. At all. You're so good at fantasizing about other people fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. It's a skill. At that time in my life, there was no need to imagine <laughs> something that was not close to happening. <laughs> so I just, that was my way of coping. I no, think. congratulations. You did it right. Um, all right, we need uh, we need to say thank yous to some people, right? Yeah, we have to thank our uh, Patreonies. Remember that, Dan? We're doing this Patreon thing? Yeah, I love those people. I do, too. Keep me, going. I'm, I'm, hold on. I want to I make sure we get them all right, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're thanking Courtney and Wyatt. Holy shit. Right? I love those two. They're the best. They've been around quite some time. Courtney, Wyatt. What are Alex, they up to these days? I'm sure they're doing. They're globetrotting. Follow Courtney Grow on uh, Instagram with her lifestyle brand. She's all over the world. She's famous. She's famous. That's good. We have a famous top tier Patreoni. Fame is all that matters. That is all that matters. Uh, also, we got to thank the one and only Bruno, the sponsor. And Dan, while you're playing this, yeah, I have a big surprise for you. Yeah, don't tell me he's back or dead. On March 30th. At 5.42 p.m., we got a message from Bruno. Holy shit. <laughs> Are you okay? Well, how was he charging his phone in any way? Like, how is this happening? He got a, he got a bar. You're going to love this. I can't, I've purposely not told you about this because Holy I was looking forward to doing shit. this. Holy shit. Okay. Bruno has reached out to us. Well, to me specifically, because he knows you're not going to check this. Hey, Bob. I feel like... <laughs> I, I like that everyone that does listen to the show is just giving up on, on trying you. to reach out to me. It's bad. <laughs> I feel like I got to explain myself as I heard the end of an episode. Your podcast serves as drunk entertainment when I walk to and from my parents' house. I go about once every two weeks, and it's like being with friends before and after being lame with my parents. It's a bit more than two miles, so it takes about 30 minutes. So I almost never hear the last few minutes of the shows. What? (laughs) Or your thank yous to me. Wait a second. We've been talking about this motherfucker (laughs) for six years and he never heard any of it. So so if there is a message there, I don't hear it. (laughs) Now that is, that is, you know, pretty amazing. I have to say. The best. Oh my God. So he doesn't know that he, in our mind is like John Krakow or into the wild, the whole thing. Nope. He just stumbled upon the end of one. Well, he's not hearing this either. Probably not. He stumbled upon the end of one episode recently. Heard a mention. That is remarkable. It's my favorite thing of the year. <laughs> he has no idea that he has an entire narrative revolving around him being a missing person. <laughs> no, he doesn't know he has his own theme song. Did you tell him? No, I haven't good, responded. Good, good, good. This is perfect. <laughs> oh, we should respond. Should I respond yeah, right respond now? Right now. All right, what should I say to Bruno? Well, don't let him know. Um, well, should I tell him to listen to the end of the episode? <laughs> should we? Or fuck off? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, 
Maybe we need to think about this. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. We'll think about this. But, but there's but, something really sweet about him not knowing that he's a major character on a podcast he's listened to for years. That he was our first sponsor, top tier, and he's been a top tier sponsor every month that we've ever done this thing. There's something really unique about that. Like, there's nothing. I always thought there was nothing special about this podcast, and now there is. That Seven? is that makes us truly unique. It's true. Like you can say what you want. Show about me this another. Show. show me another podcast. <laughs> Where somebody is putting in, and for those of you who don't know about patreon.com slash throwbackpod, $2 a month, $6 a month. That's great. We appreciate everybody. But a few people put in $80 every month we do this. Mm-hmm. Bruno has been doing that for six years, five years since we went. And we thought he was just in the woods and we were just, his checking account was tolling <laughs> this entire time. And he's like visiting his mom and dad in the suburb. And it's incredible. The whole thing's incredible. You can never know. It's the most special thing in the world. You can never know. So thank you so much, Bruno. Thank you to Miles. Right on you. Right on you. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling to salads and scrambled eggs. Maybe I seem a bit confused. Miles. Miles. That Frasier reboot's starting to pick up some heat, Bob. People are talking. Are they? I haven't heard a single person talk. There's a lot of buzz talk. out there. I think nobody's um, talking about it. Even though you had it, it seemed like things are going your way when um, and uh, the money, grouch money plane money plane uh, became something of a punchline. What's, what's his full name again? Uh, his name is um, <laughs> the grouch. Is the nickname? The whole name is amazing, though. The whole name, <laughs> money plane, <laughs> the grouch. Uh, his name is Darius Grouch the Third. The Rumble. The Rumble. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> All right. If you don't name your fantasy football team that this year, it's a big foul. They call it again. <laughs> Hang on, let me do something here. Sure. I'm gonna try something here. Hang on. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. <laughs> I think I know where you're going. The planet. I don't give a fuck who's on that plane. I'm the baddest motherfucker on the planet. I am Darius Grouch the third. I would watch this. I would watch this version of Fraser. And last but not least, thank you to Matthew. Wait, there's a guy named Matthew. We don't have anything on him or any theme music. We should probably rectify that. All right, let's do it. We need Matthew. Let us know literally anything about you. We called him an Eagles fan once he got mad about that. <laughs> oh, that's that right. was a mistake. Uh, the first comment, by the way, under that uh, money plane clip is Darius Grouch the third. The rumble is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good stuff, Bob. Yes. Yeah, so thank you to everybody. Patreon.com slash throwback pod uh, for doing this. We're still doing this somehow. And it's because of you guys. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, all right. It's time now to pick the song. I don't even know how we're going to do this. I think a good way to do it, Bob, is there a song um, that we both had? Not to oversimplify, but if there's a song that we both had on our respective playlists, um, that would be one way to do it. Um, hmm. I mean... Mm-hmm. I've already forgotten everything we did tonight. So that, yeah, that also makes problem. it difficult. Right. 
Um, you know, we have some bands that I always like in these episodes, like getting a band that would not normally end up on our playlist. Mm-hmm. So there's a few of those. Mm-hmm. There's soul coughing. There's... I can't allow my I can't align myself at that level. To, to... No, I get that. I get that. I don't think I agree. I don't think they they rise to it. I don't think lit Ziploc, even though it is like one of the greatest songs ever. You, okay. I I do love that song. That's interesting. But I don't think if I don't want that. I want to throw out. Is the you know Weezer and Maya Rudolph and the, the keyboard player and it's interesting. That is, and I in that moment I immediately looked at the the playlist to make sure that wasn't there already because I was so ready to jump on you. <laughs> but the thing I was thinking, we do have Nova came for the soul on there. All right, I could have easily you could have very on. easily yeah. put that. On there. That was an oversight, basically. Uh, I mean, for me, it's really between. The rentals and do you sleep by Lisa Loeb and nine oh. stories. Lisa Loeb's on the, on the playlist already. So she I think is. because of that. Oh wait, we got to get, yeah, we got to get that right. right. So I think because of that. All right. Do, yeah. Keep going with your setup. The, it's really obvious what belongs on the playlist. Still too low. Why is it so low? I don't know. Here we go. Wait, that's on my end. Hang on. Okay. One it's going to be so loud. Here, Here we, we go. go. Oh, perfect. Here we go. So I think it's obvious where we have to go with this. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we will be back. We'll be back when we're back. And we're going to put it this way. We have fun doing it. We're going to find a time to do it during all the summer madness of uh, two 43-year-old guys with uh, wives and and sons and wives and lives wives and lives uh and work but we'll find a way and uh we'll yeah. be back soon don't and, don't delete the podcast like That's don't what we ask, don't delete yeah. us like we we can't make any promises but we will be back i can give one promise yeah i promise that we feel strongly in this sentiment go fuck yourself mm-hmm. Now bring me my money. Uh, Please hold on. That one's for you, Cormac.